We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And uh, Dennis is on vacation, so I'm flying solo uh, on this first program of 2023. However, live... And not in studio, but remote due to the magic of technology, is our friend Wes Bryan of IT Pro TV. Wes, you're there? I sure am, Eric. Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to your listening audience. Yes, to you too. Yeah, to you too, sir. It's great to yeah. see you. Great to Yeah, definitely. Great to see you too. I'm uh, I'm watching you uh, on Facebook in the background. Everybody should be tuning in. <laughs> yeah, the Facebook thing is kind of a weird thing that goes on out there. It's a uh, Zuckerberg kind of clamps it down because of course there's other that some of the music that we play is just of course an issue. Uh, but oh, sure. but we won't go there. Uh, yeah. so Wes is here from IT Pro TV. IT Pro TV trains mm-hmm. people in technology. And uh, he's been on the show many times last year, and we're happy to continue that with him. Um, we want to talk about Rackspace and LastPass and disaster recovery and what happened in those two cloud uh, companies. Uh, what's your feeling on that there, Wes? Oh, man. You know, uh, November and December, tis the season to uh, apparently get uh, data breaches. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting concept because I know that your show, and I know you probably said this to many a times with the listeners that, hey, we need to put information into the cloud. You know, mm. and one of the things that we can do is, uh, and it's not that easy. I know it, I make it sound easy. It certainly isn't that easy, but we can offset some of the uh, responsibility to the host, uh, you know, whoever's hosting the service. Right. And let's face it, Rackspace is a huge company. Yep. And uh, they, they are exactly what you recommend, but then you have a big company like this, and they experience a major outage, uh, you, you know, in a service, and not just a, a single service, a service that, um, as I'm sure many of you are aware of, is the bloodline of a company, right? Mm-hmm. The host exchange service, right? So it's email. Yep. It's, uh, it's how they communicate with, uh, uh, you know, others. So kind of just to talk a little bit about what the incident was, right? They, so on December 2nd, they experienced just this, this crazy outage, and then it was in their hosted exchange uh, environment. Now, what that means, let's take the jargon out of it. That's an email service, mm-hmm. and they host it. You don't have to have the hardware, the service, or the servers and all the network gear. You pay them a monthly subscription. Well, uh, and on Friday of December 2nd, users were reporting that they uh, they couldn't connect. They couldn't connect at all. Right. So Rackspace reports that they proactively shut down the environment to avoid any kind of further issues. 
Um, and then they say that they've experienced, you, you learn that it's, it's some kind of security incident. Mm-hmm. And here's, what's, here's another kicker, too, is that it was two weeks before they even started the recovery process. Yep. Not the serv- not the service. You still don't have access to your service. Right. Um, so, th- you know, just to take a stop right here and a pause, you know, here these companies, and there's many small companies too. It's not just large enterprises, certainly the large enterprises too, but it's also a bunch of small companies too, and they no longer have access to uh, uh, all their contacts, you know. Um, so uh, what this kind of affects is what's known as the PST files in an email database. Now, technical jargon, what that means is that single file, if you're an email user, contains all your messages, all your settings. And it's stored in another file, which has all these files collectively together. And that's what people didn't have access to. So imagine you've got this deadline that you know is tomorrow and your business is selling whatever this might be. And now they can no longer have access to their contacts, right? Right. Uh, So the company claims that they turned around on the 18th, again, many weeks later. Two weeks later, later. yeah. That they, they, they claim that they restored it in an isolated environment. Now, what that means is you still don't have access to it. We're right. trying, they, you know. Um, and the next thing they did is that they encouraged admins to configure and set up their accounts inside of the Microsoft 365 environment because mm-hmm. this directly affects Outlook. Well, that's not just as easy as it sounds. Again, I know I come on and I'm like, yeah, just adopt the cloud. Let's put everything in the cloud. But there's a lot of (laughs) thought that goes into that. There is a learning curve. And for a small company, they don't have that money. No. Um, We we had so many people calling us. Now, we don't recommend using Rackspace to our customers, but we, yeah. we, they had maybe already had it, and they were our help desk was deluge, and we had calls from people who weren't even customers saying, help me, help me. We're like, sure, well, we, sure. we can't. I mean, we can try to get you from the Rackspace mess over to 365, but guess what? None of your past emails are coming over. They've got them all in the cloud. Um, That's right. Big That's mess. right. And, and it boils down to another thing that I know that we have talked about, and I know that you and Dennis talk about. It comes down to patch management, mm-hmm. right? There were, there were known vulnerabilities. Microsoft has CVEs. These are called common vulnerabilities and exposures. Right. Again, we're going to decide that as a, like a classified ad for what they know is bad, and you can reference it. So right. it was out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, Rackspace, they created this type of automation environment where they opened up all the databases, they checked all the files, and then they handed that information over to CrowdStrike. And CrowdStrike, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, said there was actually no, there's no evidence that the threat actors were able to get access to the information. But even that alone, though, you know, companies put their trust into a company like that, and then that trust alone can be the end of the company. So it is important... You know, and so so to bring that back over to uh, disaster recovery, right? Um, it is important that you maybe do talk to somebody, you know, to where you don't with that per, that proverb, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? You know, and even if you do use something like Microsoft, maybe maybe look into what a small little platform that maybe you don't even use, but we've got things like software uh, defined networking where you can apply a file template and you can spin stuff up instantly. And even if it's like a dial up line back in the days when all the broadband went out, at least you still have the dial up line. At least you got some kind of service. So 
Yeah. In the case of what we do for our customers, we would implement a mail a mail portal so that if they had if you were a Rackspace customer using their hosted exchange and you used our disaster recovery tools, you would have had a backup, all right, backup of your data, and you would have been able to go spin up through our portal and send and receive mail. Um, but you got to put that in place, right? You can't. And the problem is when people and so you you don't know us long enough. You don't know me long enough to know our opinion on the cloud. Um, mm-hmm. So your comments about you know hey put it in the cloud and it's it's gonna you know be easier for you. In my in my opinion, all you're doing is putting your eggs in somebody else's basket, like you said, and you think you're better off. I would contend sure. you're no better off. Can, and sure. I can can give you example after example after example after example of these other companies, these server companies that just don't do the job they're supposed to be doing. And this is the oh. example, right? So mm-hmm. you're, you, these guys have been down for almost a month still. They're, they're not even right. going to spin it back up. Right. And then so to, at the end of the day, the customer just loses out and right. they just shrug their shoulders. Yeah, so I, I can definitely see what you mean there. And then think about 365, right? So go to 365. I, I don't know about you, but I could predict this happening there too. With probably eh, 60 70% certainty, we're going to see a massive 365 outage. Why? Come on. It happens. Absolutely. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Exactly. So you got to put in now more expensive mitigation tools like DR and and the stuff that we offer to protect yourself Mm -hmm. from the cloud that promised you they would never be down. Right. And you you need, and here's one of the things that I don't like SLAs in the cloud. So I do agree with you, is that a SLA doesn't mean you're going to actually get any money back. You're just going to get a credit. Right. You're going to get store credit. Right. But you're not going to get you're not going to get the reputation back that your company lost because they they relied on you. You provided a service, but at the end of the day, if my company fails, you can only give me a few hundred dollars, few thousand dollars of credit right. for your platform. Or you, you missed out on that big sale. You missed out on that big yeah. presentation. You missed out on that um, because your email wasn't working. Just um, the reputation alone. Think about that, Eric. Yeah. I mean, brand reputation alone. Right. Right. So imagine if you aren't. Rack space, and this isn't your fault, but the name that you have is right. a result of that, you know, that's well known. And because of this, nobody's going to come back. Or right. you, you're going to have to do much more work that you did before in order to build that reputation and that trust back. And that's if it ever happens. Because, right, Rack space keeps saying, oh, it's, this hosted exchange aspect of our cloud business is only 1%. Well, gee. Well, if you're using their services for the other 99%, I, do you think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing there? Because they sure didn't do the patching they were supposed to be doing on the CVEs we all knew about going back yep. years. I mean, yes. literally, we discussed these issues. The FBI was helping people protect exchange servers, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is was well known, and, and they kind of deserved it. So then let's talk about LastPass. We actually have had some yeah. customer callers calling in about LastPass. That's another cloud. They, they have had their issues with uh, breaches themselves. They, they basically mm-hmm. manage passwords, and now the entire vault is out, and, and the bad guys have it. And uh, what do you think about what's going there? Uh, well, I have, I'm moving away from LastPass, first of all, uh, mm-hmm. not using it anymore. So December 22nd, there was an announcement that, uh, again, here's one of these things where it's December 22nd. Right. And, and the incident happened on November 30th. Now, for the people that are listening, just because it, the, it, it was discovered on November 30th, that doesn't mean that that's when it happened. It could have been yeah. a month, weeks before, because... You know, think about advanced persistent threats. They try to gain access and then stay stealthy. Right. So LastPass is a major password uh, management platform. 
and that they did re- uh, report that they had a breach. Um, the result, we have what we talk, you, you mentioned it, we have these password vaults, and these password vaults are encrypted passwords for everything that we use LastPass for, so I, they store all of those passwords in that vault. Um, but the problem is now those vaults, uh, those password vaults are now, uh, even though they're encrypted, they're in the, they're in the hands of the bad people, the bad, the threat actors, right? They were, they were able to get these copies out. Um, now the good thing is those vaults themselves, they have very, very strong encryption on them and LastPass themselves, they do not hold your master password. You don't, they don't store that anywhere. Um, so that, that's at least something that's a cushion, if you will. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that in time they won't be able to break those, uh, you know, just reverse engineer those. So right. one of the things that they're probably going to do is they're probably going to look at all the high-profile accounts, uh, CEOs, C-level people, you know, politicians and stuff, and they're going to start to try to brute force those. And mm-hmm. then they're going to look for if you if you have an enterprise account, they're also going to look at any account that's a flagged as a LastPass administrator. But again, these are like the whaling attacks that we talk about in social engineering. Yep. We're looking for the big fish, right? Yep. Uh, and so what I would encourage uh, people to do if they are using LastPass right now, right now, log into your LastPass and change your master password uh, right away. Uh, and then, and it is a pain, and I'm having to do it myself, go through and change every single one of the passwords in LastPass. And then the final thing is move away from LastPass. <laughs> <laughs> So you're kind of doing spring cleaning, and then you're moving away. Uh, so, and there are other alternatives. There are open source alternatives out there. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to give any recommend uh, recommendations right now because yeah. I'm still researching it myself. Because there again, back to your point in the cloud, Eric. You're 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 making a lot of sense here. Is that you put your see? This is a now. This is a big one because this type of trust affects the world in a way that is it's different. Now we right. have. Now we have a business that they hold literally like every password that for what, like 26 million users or so. Right. And uh, now the threat actors have it potentially on the dark web going up for the highest bidder while they're also potentially using it as well for their own means. Right. And then when you talk about dark web, I mean, this is this could be state sponsored dark web stuff because they're going to like you said, all those whales are out there. They they have the threat actors have access to who the customers were so they know who to target. So, again, you got to ask yourself, I mean, cloud, no cloud. The point is, why do we trust that just a company is going to be any better than anything else? I mean, have we not lived long enough to realize that these technologies, if, if a password company can't stop a hacker from breaking in, using a password to break in, by the way, to get to their stuff, how? What, 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 maybe we should think things a little differently. Maybe there's a different approach than sticking all yeah. your stuff in the cloud, because I can tell you, my 3x5 card's not going to hack them. Uh, right. Yeah, most definitely. And there's other things that, uh, there, that, that many of these cybersecurity gurus that are well brilliant, you know, they're they're looking at uh, ways to come up with uh, uh, decentralized claim-based uh, authentication. And again, it's just a big way to say, hey, no one person's going to be in control of the secrets that control access to your account. Right. So they are looking at other things, but it's still kind of uh, relatively new. 
Uh, and when you say decentralized, that adds uh, anytime anything's decentralized, it adds some kind of complexity. So we well, have to see what's uh, coming. But uh, I encourage just do like we've talked about, like yeah. I know you tell all of your users, basic password hygiene, don't reuse passwords, change them, even if you have to change them every 60 days. You don't have to change them every 30 days. Just don't reuse them. Make sure that you're using MFA. I have MFA on my phone, and I have it for every single account. You know what? Sometimes it is, like we say in security, you raise security. You also raise uh, the, the stress of trying to get into your accounts. But you lower security. You ease The ease of use goes up, and then it's less secure. So at the end of the day, Make sure you have MFA on any account that you have that you cannot afford to lose the information or do not want that information in somebody else's hands. Very good advice, Wes. We do appreciate you joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. If you want more advice from a guy like Wes and his entire team over at IT Pro TV, go to our, our website at computertalkwithtab.com. There's a 30% off link. Check out their catalog. If, if you just want to change careers, become a, become a better geek, uh, go ahead and check out IT Pro TV. They do a very good job of explaining things and getting you ready to take the certifications or just getting you more understanding of how IT works. You don't, you know, we need more geeks. Uh, we are way short of the number of geeks we need to, to support all you people. And, uh, and the guys at IT Pro TV and gals do a great job of helping you understand technology. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on there, Eric. And uh, happy new year, like to you and the crew there at uh, Computer Talk with Tab and as well to your uh, listening audience. I had a the chance to go up to uh, the Boston area, so I got me some uh, clams and some New England clam chowder. Life is good. Awesome. You guys have a great new year. Hopefully we can talk soon. We'll talk again, Wes. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That's Wes Bryan, IT Pro TV, and uh, we want to thank him for that. We're going to step up for a quick break. Three lines open for you, 86. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm flying solo. Dennis is on vacation. And uh, if you missed anything during the show, you can always go to the podcast. It's over at uh, WTIC.com or the ComputerTalkWithTab.com site. And you can subscribe to it so you can listen to Computer Talk anytime, anywhere you want, no matter where you are. Uh, you can do it from the Odyssey app. So let's go back to your calls. We're going to go to Len in Burlington first here. Hit the button twice. What's going on, Len? Good morning. Morning. Um for years, uh, when my laptop was in sleep mode, all I have to do is touch the screen or touch any key, and it would come right out of it. This week, when I do that, nothing happens. So I'm doing the. I have to hold the power button down for up to 60 seconds, and then it does a complete reboot. And then after that, everything is just perfectly normal. So I don't know what happened to it. You're running Windows 10? Yes. All right. So lots of issues here with uh, this particular topic. Are you are you up to the latest version of Windows 10? Uh, yeah. I always put in the updates when they're available. So do you know, though, what flavor? Are you running the latest, uh, the latest flavor of Windows 10, 22H2? Uh, that I'm not sure about. Go to the about down in the left. Down, go down to the bottom left-hand corner, and where you type. Um, oh, I don't have my computer oh. with me right now. It's still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should give it some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, step one, I would tell you, to, to, is to try to update it to the latest uh, version of uh, 
Windows 10, 22H2 uh, is what you should be uh, running nowadays on Windows 10. You might be running an old flavor of it. Now, there's also power saving settings, um, and there's a ton of troubleshooting that we can list for you to try um, to figure out why it's not working anymore. But it's there's so many options. So the, the, have you gone into your power saving settings? Yes, I did that, and I had it set to high performance, so I took it back into neutral, and that didn't seem to make any difference. No, that that's that's a different thing. So your power that that would be when it's awake. You're telling it to perform highly, which is something I would do too. Um, that's not the issue. It's just like wake up on what is the question. You know, you know if it's if it can't detect the screen or it can't detect you're touching the trackpad. Um, that's an issue. The, and then obviously, the trackpad works after you use it, right? Yes. So something in that sleep mode is not detecting your, your interfacing with it. And that's why if, if you get to the latest flavor, I think that, that the quickest thing to do, Len, is to update to the 22H2 if you're not there. And we can't tell because it's sleeping. Um, okay. But I would contend it may not be as updated, uh, up-to-date as you think. You may have set updates on, but sometimes those major updates don't get applied. Okay. Um, what else can you try here? I mean, there is so many different things. I can put some links up here for you that you can try. They'll be on the Facebook page and uh, Twitter page first. And uh, there's 10 different ways you can f- try to wake your computer up from sleep um, within Windows 10. Uh, that might be handy for you. But numerous things you have to try. Something's broken. But, but uh, if you do the update on the operating system, that probably... I would hope would correct it, um, okay, but you could have I'll a you could have a micro, you could have, just to give you an idea mouse or keyboard issues permissions changes but you wouldn't have made any permissions changes um, right you wouldn't have modified no. those things uh, no this just happened abruptly about three or four days ago yep you could it could be display driver issues where so here's the other issue something could have updated and broken it like my watch. My watch said, hey, update me. <laughs> it's exactly the thing that happened. And now it's dead, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Welcome to technology. And the problem is trying to figure out which of the thing uh, is causing the issue. You can also turn off fast startup. Um, so go look up that in the control panel as to turn off fast startup and see if that helps you. But, okay. but who knows which of the things, like if we give you, the, I'm going to give you this link, you know, which of the things you try actually works of the 10 is just the the problem with IT and the problem with Microsoft and the operating system and updates in general. So that's why I'm telling you to make sure you're at 22H2 first before you even try the link that we're going to send out there for you, okay? Okay. And um, you have a minute for another question? Well, we should actually be out by now. I think Carolyn's sleeping. i got to put her up on hibernation. We're already late. So uh, I don't think I can put you back on hold if you want because we got to go to news. No, that's okay. I'll, I'll call again another time. Thank Sounds good. Yeah, good luck with that. We'll put the link up for you right away, Len. I appreciate it. All right, you're welcome. All right, so we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And uh, coming up at 11 o'clock, Dr. Alessi will be in for the new year. I'm Eric Dennis is on vacation. Uh, the first program of 2023. And thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Uh, without you, I'd be talking about my kids. Dennis talks about his cats. Let's go on to... Uh, your calls. We're going to go to Chris in Weathersfield. Hey, what's happening, Chris? Chris, you there? Yes. What? Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you. Is there any true 
truth or close to truth that there's been a breakthrough uh, with com uh, quantum computing that can affect encrypted security? It's funny you say that. I did read, I think I saw something about that's happening with quantum computer computers. Have a much, they're much more powerful, so they can um, do more. And uh, I did read something. Uh, it does pop into my head. I don't know where I read it. But it is possible that uh, I have seen that, that yes, the, the quantum technology is starting to really pick up with, with computers, and that would definitely impact uh, the ability to decrypt an encrypted item. That's huge. Yeah, it is pretty huge. It, the problem is it's, it, the, you know, not a lot of people have access to quantum computers. Yeah, I know, but it's, that, that, that's, that's, that's a good thing. But it's huge from, from security. Yep. And that's why, I, if you heard it, then that makes me feel even a little bit better because I thought, well, this could be fake anything. Right. But um, no, quantum quantum computing is starting to make some serious inroads. So we're going to see some amazing good things and some and some bad things. Okay. Well, second thing, did mm -hmm. I just hear you say uh, previously that there there still are uh, ways that you can do dial up to internet? Did I? No, I didn't say that. Um, no. Um, those those days are probably pretty long gone, but there might be ways out there. You could actually check out um, uh, Port One Internet. Uh, they may still do dial-up internet. That's how they started, where you would put a mo an old-fashioned modem that would squawk and connect, and you would connect pretty slowly. Uh, but for the time, it was cutting edge. So they may offer still dial-up. Why would you want to do that, Chris? Um. <laughs> I guess being an old-fashioned geek. <laughs> ah, yeah. The, you're, you're hearkening back to the old days of the modem squawk. Um, it's it's like birds chirping to uh, to geeks. Yeah. Um, I just I just thought that was if if there is one, I I would I'd like to know about it. It'd be useless for you, pretty much, though, Chris. I mean, if there's any kind of internet service that's available, dial-up speeds. Um, most of your internet pages or web pages are not going to be able to deliver anything that you're going to enjoy at those speeds. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and I'll try to find that article, Chris, because I, I do recall seeing something about that. Oh, please do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Mike G's already looking for it as well. All right, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, the technology is amazing. I was reading about uh, drones delivering stuff uh, to people like in, in um, Australia, and then there was drones that are in Texas. So, you know, we, we have this issue, as you all know, and I've brought it up a million times with Amazon, right? So. You make an Amazon order in my neighborhood, and you're literally, it's just truck after truck after truck after truck after truck, and they're delivering whatever they're delivering. And it can't be efficient. It can't be good for the roads. can't be good for the cost. But they're making so much money on the on whatever we're buying from them that you know they're able to send all these trucks out, this army of trucks. Imagine if they could just hover over your house and drop your package from 20 feet in the air into your front yard. I mean, it'd make it easier for the... Uh, the package thieves to steal it, but it would be less uh, traffic on the road with all those Amazon trucks. So um, they're out there. Actually, I'll, I'll try to find those articles too. It was very fascinating that there's companies out there that are really pushing that drone delivery. And everyone kind of thought, I mean, Amazon talked about it like a decade ago. Uh, we kind of laughed about it. Um, but that's coming. And if you look in Australia, they even show a map of all the uh, Drone deliveries that are happening in the uh, in the Australia area of of just people buying stuff and having it dropped in their front yard. I mean, why not? I guess I don't know. Embrace the uh, technology. Let's go to Ron in New Britain next. What's what's happening, Ron? 
Good morning. And this time I'm not going to give you guys the laugh like last time. Uh, okay. About the uh, battery life lasting five hours, and you guys got a big laugh on uh, that. Sorry. But I have a question. Uh, I have a problem uh, with Wi-Fi where when I go on vacation. Yeah. And uh, I heard that you can purchase a wireless router and you can carry it with you and i was wondering if you could fill me in on what's the best alternative to do something like that well do you have a cell phone run we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, I do. Okay, so most cell phone services offer you the ability to turn your phone into its own hotspot. Have you tried that? Right. I have that. Excuse me. I have that available. But w w as much as I use the Wi-Fi when I'm on vacation, it takes a lot of the, the, the power of the hotspot out and it creates a problem. So if I could get a wireless wife, uh, router and purchase Wi-Fi here in America or what have you in the lower 48 and... Uh, Take it with me. I was wondering if I had those alternatives. Well, depending on the countries you go to, your your phone may or may not connect to their network. Um, so, if like if you're going to England, I mean, I've never been to these countries, but I've heard of other folks talking about it. Um, can't get my wife to get out of the country at all. Uh, but we that's another problem. Um, so, if you if you want to go ahead and have cellular service in like England, well, you you just can't bring an American service necessarily and have it work. I mean. You need to make sure it'll be compatible with the cell services that are in those countries. Um, so what you would have to do is buy a hotspot there, right? And then well, the fact is, the fact is that they have T-Mobile, and I have T-Mobile, and it works perfect out there. There you go. And uh, yeah, and it's it's uh, really it's, a, it's an island in the Caribbean that's connected to to the United States. They oh. have everything yeah, Puerto Rico. in the United States. That's correct. Yeah. So you're well, gonna... I'm up in the mountains. Okay. Well, again, whatever the signal is, uh, Puerto Rico has infrastructure issues, as you know, but you could definitely bring you know, a T-Mobile hotspot and hope it works. If your phone works, then the hotspot should work that you're going to buy from T-Mobile. You're going to pay now a second charge, right? You're going to pay for your cell 
and now you're going to pay for the hotspot. And I would contend if you just did your cell phone hotspot, it's the same thing as the access point you're going to buy from T-Mobile. So it's six of one, half a dozen of another. And, and you only have one bill versus two. But I can't purchase like uh, a particular router and buy Wi-Fi from T-Mobile, maybe because they they, they, yeah. they have T-Mobile over there. Towers towers work fine. Well, that's what I'm saying, Ron. You have so you're not going to need to buy a Wi-Fi router. You're going to buy a, a cellular hotspot. You're going to buy an, a cellular access point. So you call T-Mobile and say, "Hey, I'm a customer. I want to get a hotspot. They're going to they're going to sell you a little little device that you're going to place, and that'll be your wireless router." When you're in Puerto Rico, and you oh, excellent. All right, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, and uh, <laughs> I uh, I'll do that, and I'll, yeah. I'll talk to T-Mobile about that, and see how right. far I get with them, and hopefully that work for me, and it won't interfere with my phone service. That's what I'm afraid of using the hotspot on my phone, and then you know not having the whatever you know for my phone to work constantly cuz sometimes will. I go out there for over a month. Well, to stop rubbing it in, that's pretty nice. Um, so basically your phone should work even if it acts as a hotspot, but in this case you're going to call a T-Mobile store in Puerto Rico and you're going to say, "Hey, do you guys sell hotspots and do you think it'll work in that mountainous area where you're enjoying your time there?" That's what you should be doing. Don't call T-Mobile corporate. Call a T-Mobile store in uh, Puerto Rico. They have one about 15 minutes away from my house. Over yeah, there. yeah. So I, everything's all said. I thank you so much. I appreciate you, Curtis. Yeah, no problem, Ron. Thank you for calling in. Yep. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you should be. You should be able to though use your phone and as a hotspot. Both. They can do both. Um, there's no reason you can't do both on the one device. Let's go to Phil in Farmington and see what he's got cooking. I got to push the button twice. Joe, you got to fix that. Go ahead, Phil. What's up? Good morning. Morning. Um, Question about QuickBooks, I guess. Um, I've been using it for a long time, and now they've kind of I've been doing the desktop part, and they're trying to push it to the cloud. And I was wondering if there's other options because I, you know, became uh, subscribed last year, and it was like three hundred dollars and twenty-five dollars a year. Now it's up to almost six hundred dollars. Yeah. And then they're doing the yearly subscription instead of I used to get it, and it would last for a couple of years. Right. And you know, so it just seems like they're and you get used to it, and you're, I've been using it for 25 years, and yeah. then they keep going up on the price, and they're doing the new subscription thing. So I'm right. wondering thoughts about it and any options. So we have lots of clients who use QuickBooks. We use it ourselves. You can you can buy the software once and purchase it and own it. Of course, you need to keep updating it because there's always new new requirements for that. When you get into the cloud, however, yes, you're going to see them keep cranking and cranking and cranking. Oh, you didn't pay your QuickBooks bill, Phil? Well, no access for you. Right? So you know, having it local on your own computer is still possible and still doable. And the, I couldn't talk to you about the price. If they if there's enough demand for a thing, then there's a price for a thing, right? Yeah. Um, but the difference being, if you have it on your local machine and you don't pay the bill, guess what? Your QuickBooks still works. If you have it right. in the cloud and you don't pay the bill, well, you may not have access and you might need access. And then, well, no QuickBooks for you until you pay your bill. This is the other issue of turning these types of things into utilities. You know, if you don't pay your power bill, well, no power for you. Yeah, which is frustrating. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so you say it is still yeah. possible to get because they they say I have to do the subscription yearly subscription if I'm doing it on my desktop. That doesn't sound correct. Does not sound correct. No, I would bet you right now, and I haven't done it lately. You could walk into a Staples and find a copy of QuickBooks. 
Okay, because that's what I used to do, and that's what I right. thought was available. But when I talked to him a couple times, it's like they're, you know, again pushing me and yeah. ultimately pushing me towards it. And sometimes I'm not available to the cloud. I'm I um, right. don't have access to some of the places I am. And I just feel having it on my yeah. laptop and not in the cloud is better for me. And that's fine. That's your prerogative, and I totally have no problem with that. Right. Okay, um, so. That- so. It does exist. I can even try to find a link for you as well, but I bet you walk into Staples this afternoon and you'll find a copy of QuickBooks. Perfect. I will do that. I thank you for your time. You're welcome, Phil. Good luck. Yeah. Yep, thanks. Have okay. a good one. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi's going to be in with Healthy Rounds, and uh, he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So I, we found the article that Chris was referring to. It actually is a ZDNet article talking about quantum computing and uh, what's happening with encryption. So we'll put that link up there for you guys to check out. And then the drone thing, I, I read something about Australia doing it, but the one that I remember seeing the map of, it turns out it was Dublin, Ireland. And if you just look at, they actually show you the path, all the paths of all the drones that are making these deliveries in, in Ireland. It's crazy. It, it's just so many people are using it. They're also using drones to deliver uh, stuff to, like Domino's Pizza deliveries in Georgia. I mean, they won't deliver the drinks, thank goodness, um, but they will deliver your pizza. They'll drop the pizza out of the sky uh, right in front of you. Um, you just can't can't make it up. And, of course, Amazon is delivering its own orders by drone in Texas and California. Um, so it's coming, um, and, and we all know drones work, period. So it's funny. You got these... All these folks that have already purchased all these vans and they're going to be run, driving around, and before you know it, they're literally displaced by a an autonomous vehicle that you simply program and tell it to go ahead and deliver your stuff. Um, probably, I don't know about the the power, how powerful it has to be, or how big of a package it can drop, or whether or not you they've got the insurance to be sure that they don't drop it on your head, because um, that's no fun. But uh, I think we're going to start seeing. I just can imagine. So it's year twenty twenty three. And I talk about all the Amazon trucks in my neighborhood and how ridiculously annoying it is. And by the year 2026, we're going to be like, man, these drones are just so loud. I can't sleep at night. It's, I mean, just imagine the buzzing that will be happening or whatever you're going to deal with because drones are also not quiet. Um, and we'll be like, oh, it's so convenient, though, to have your, your pharmacy prescription dumped in your front yard. <laughs> oh, it's just classic. You know, it's going to be, I can't predict what's going to happen, but who knows what's going to happen. Um, so lines are wide open, 860-522-9842 till the top of the hour. Um, as we wait for your calls, we can we can talk about you know ransomware in the cloud and and what's going on with uh, these companies like LastPass and Rackspace. You know, I, I get I always get a lot of criticism for my opinion on the cloud. I can't tell you how much criticism I get for it, but they the cloud just continues to give the examples over and over again. There's plenty of great things the cloud does, right? You're gonna go ahead and watch your movies in the cloud. You're gonna do all. You're gonna do go to the internet. That's the cloud, no problem. But now, when you stored your passwords in the cloud, you thought that was okay, right? You thought that was a good thing. No, clearly it's not. Even West said he's not gonna recommend LastPass anymore. But does that really mean you should? Is is the next password? Um, host the next one you go to? Or do you realize, well, these guys have issues. These these cloud companies have issues. Rackspace says, oh, you know, the, the exchange issue that happened in the cloud only affected 1% of our business. However, guys, just so you know, 30,000 companies or 30,000 people, because there's individual mailboxes attached to that, 30,000 were impacted by this. Um, 
And so you you, you got to ask yourself, well, wait a minute. So what are you not doing to protect whatever what other what 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 other cloud services you're offering, right? Whether it be who knows what they're offering in, on the Rackspace uh, cloud that is either not being updated, not being protected, not not being backed up, not having a disaster recovery approach. Because as Wes talked about, Rackspace didn't even get start with started with the recovery for two weeks. So basically, the company said, "Go ahead and pay me for email. We'll be there for you." And then when and then when we're not, we'll give you a little credit for not being there. But you couldn't you couldn't use your email or couldn't get access to your data. They're still down, by the way, uh, for a month. So they're now just recently supposedly offering people's access to get their data back. What kind of disaster recovery was not put in a company like that? Or how do they are how how do they operate and not care about thirty thousand impacted people to wait two weeks? You you have no DR in place, Rackspace, to get this up and running. No, they didn't. Their, their advice was to go to 365, which was ridiculous advice. Um, and they didn't have enough people to support all the calls coming in to ask how to do that configuration of 365. So you had a ton of just screwed up tenants and just a mess of, of people not understanding how 365 works. And that was their solution. I'm sorry. So that company didn't prepare for this instance. What is the other things they're not preparing for? That's the, that's the question I have. Um, and then you get to ask your question about anything you put in the cloud. I've given you so many examples of uh, cloud outages. The one that really is the one that drives me nuts is the one that happened I mean, a year and a half ago, which was a cancer software that was out there and uh, in the cloud and went down. And the cancer software was unavailable to cancer doctors, including Yale New Haven, including some of our clients. They could not uh, perform their work. And the solution for the cancer software that was in the cloud was to have their people run out servers, local servers, to their customers. Yes, I kid you not. And then run the local servers so that the, these, the cancer doctors could do their work. Well, that's kind of nutty, huh? Um, then you fast forward a little bit, and the cancer doctor wants to go ahead and get cybersecurity insurance. And the cybersecurity insurance says, no, you were using that cloud software. This, this software just popped into my head again. The company's named Electa. And I'll put the link up there for you if you want to read the story again. But the poor guy couldn't get affordable cybersecurity insurance because the people he paid for his software in the cloud had a breach. He didn't have a breach. The people he paid for the software in the cloud had the, be the breach, and he couldn't afford cyber insurance. Ask yourself, what do you have in the cloud that when it's breached, you're not be able to insure anymore because the companies you're hoping for are there? We had the other company here in, in Glastonbury um, that had their issue with their websites being impacted. They put it all on the Google Cloud, and Google talks about how they can do instant recovery. Well, you can't do instant recovery of thousands and thousands of encrypted web pages, websites, right? That was called Final Site, and that's a Glastonbury company. So you're looking at the cloud. You're looking at you're saying you're offloading your your procedures and support to the cloud. All they are, all you're doing is moving your problems to somebody else's servers and hoping, hoping that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I, I give you example after example after example. And guess what? You're still responsible. They're not responsible. You're responsible. I don't know how many examples I have to give you of that either because everyone thinks that they move their problems to the cloud. The cloud's responsible, right? No, clearly that's not the case. You lost the business. You weren't able to make the sale. You weren't able to get your email. You weren't able to practice medicine. You weren't able to explain to students where they were supposed to be. You're responsible. Keep that in mind. I want to thank you guys for joining me on this Saturday morning. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. I want to thank Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV. 
for joining me live. We always enjoy his uh, visits with us, and we'll also have another visit with him in the near future, I'm sure. Everything has been posted by Mike G over at our Facebook and Twitter sites, and we'll get it over to Computer Talk with Tab probably in the next day or two uh, when Dennis returns. And uh, everything's available on podcasts, so go to go to the WTIC Facebook page, subscribe to our podcast from wherever you get podcasts, and you can listen to our geeky discussions whenever you like. See you next Saturday. And he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice, so stick around for that. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.